Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Speaking about the hope that is risen, amen? That which, has, that which Christ has done for us. And, and you know, it, it's really important to understand that in the midst of everything, that, that Christ has achieved the victory upon the cross. You know, um, as I was um, reading this week, I, I uh, was reading in Acts uh, 27, and I came across this verse that I, I hadn't really seen it before. You know how there are parts of the Bible that you don't read a lot of. Um, the end of the book of Acts is not a part of the, the it's not part of your scripture reading, sort of just go to a lot. Um, because it's kind of, it, it seems to sort of just sort of, the story wanders off a bit somewhere. It gets a bit boring. All the exciting stuff is at the beginning of the book. As far as books go, the book of Acts is not well written. You know, <laughs> that's a joke. I, uh, <laughs> I feel people lighting the match, trying to... <laughs> gathering sticks. And, uh, <laughs> but the end, of, the end of the book of Acts, it tells the story. It's Paul's sort of story story in his latter days and uh, um, and so but in in Acts 27 um, Paul um, says this amazing it's, it's when he is on the ship and he is being taken as a prisoner and um, the ship is is being blown by this huge storm um, and he's from he's they're sort of sailing around the on the safety of Crete, but they, they can't winter there. And so the, the tempest begins with this storm and it blows them for many days and many nights. And eventually they find themselves crashing um, um, on, the, to, on the shores of Malta. Uh, and in this it says, um, and Paul says this, he says, After many days of tempest, all hope was given up. And it was an amazing, I, I read that and I, and I thought about the fact that as Christians we... We have this internal hope that rises above the, the very essence of life. And yet the reality of our own um, experiences, there are many times when all hope is, is given up. The funny thing was that as I was reading, all hope is, is given up. You know how you read one thing and your mind goes somewhere else. I was reading and all hope was given up and, and mo- instantly I was taken back to a time when Cheryl and I uh, and the family, we, we lived with Chris and Judith Minty um, for about six months before we uh, managed to get our current home. And we were there and, and there's a hill that goes up to the Minties and that hill has claimed more lives <laughs> than <laughs> we take people to the hill to see how many we can wipe out. It's, it's, it's the place where we send people to glory. And uh, it's, the, it's the hill that goes up and, and so many injuries have been people's shoulder bones, uh, shoulder, yeah, the um, collarbones, sorry, the collarbones, so many collarbones have been broken and arms broken and skin grazed and, and yet... Despite that, we, we still can't help sending ourselves down on scooters and, and skateboards and, and anything else because it's a hill. And if you've got wheels, you've got to fly down it. And, 
And uh, I remember being persuaded that uh, my boys had persuaded me that, that, Dad, you really could ride a terrain board. And uh, a terrain board is like a, is like a long board, uh, like a skateboard, like a long skateboard with, with very large all-terrain sort of wheels. It's four-wheel drive skateboarding. And, uh, and I'd been practicing my four-wheel drive skateboarding on, on, on Joe's long board and it, 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 it sort of practicing it on the grass, which is... Obviously, it's going to be fairly slow motion compared to tarmac. And, and Joe had shown me quite easily how you can fly down this hill. Uh, and so I thought, I'm going to give it a go. And uh, I'm halfway down the hill gathering way too much speed for a board of four wheels and a 40-something-year-old man. And, I, <laughs> and at that moment, I began to go through this thought, all hope is given up. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was when the skateboard, the back end of the, the board, starts to shake uncontrollably. And I'm thinking to myself, it never did that with my son riding it. Why is it doing it to me? And it starts to get worse and worse. And all I'm looking at is the hill, the tarmac, and all of the other images of everyone else I've seen break bones on that hill. I don't know why I thought that I was better than them. I couldn't even ride a skateboard. I, and here I am going down. I'm thinking, I'm not hitting the tarmac. I'm not hitting. And I turned the board onto the grass verge thinking, it's a terrain board. It's meant to do grass verges. Only it didn't. I hit the grass board. And instead of that kind of slow motion kind of accident. It was an instantaneous stop. The board just stopped dead. And I didn't fly. I just flipped. Bang! It was the most extraordinary. I came up and I had grass intertwined, wound round every button. I had bruises and, and blood clots all over my chest. My face was smushed like this. A grass off in my mouth and teeth. Like running up the hill. All hope is given up. <laughs> you know, in the book of Luke, it's getting to the Bible. In the book of Luke 24, we read this story of when Jesus had died and they put him in the grave. And it says in Luke 24 and verse 1, and I'm going to read the New Living Translation, especially for Neil Munro, who loves this version. (laughs) (laughs) But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. Here we see this story where 
Mary and the other women had taken spices to to properly prepare Jesus for his death. It was in their moment of lost hope, they kind of felt the responsibility to to finish this thing properly, that Jesus had given them hope and the hope had been taken from them. But nonetheless, that burden, their love for him meant that they went to the tomb to see if they could bury him properly, to do a, a proper burial, give him the honor that he was due. And here's the thing that, that comes in these situations that that. You know what happens under pressure that we're given two options. We either run away from it or we just see it through. And But seeing that none of those options seem like a good option to us. But here's the thing. They stayed when others thought it was over. The men had gone away. They had pulled back from the grave. And they had, they had disciples, many of the disciples had pulled back and they thought it was over. And Mary... And, he, and uh, her friends, the ladies, they had gone to the grave side and they thought it was over too. But here's the thing. If you're not in the right place, you can't receive the right answer. The men ran away. Here's the thing. When you think it's over, you've got to see it through even when you, it looks like it's done. Because they were at the grave side. The burial of where Jesus was, they were able to receive the answer of what was really going on. You see, when you think it's over, it isn't. See, there are many circumstances in our life where we think it's over. We think that what has been done is done. But we have to understand that they thought it was over with Lazarus. They thought it was over, but it wasn't. There was the girl that died and the family had gathered around and Jesus had gone in and, and, and with the disciples and, and got rid of all of the official mourners, the ones who had come to mourn the lost, the ones who had come to kind of just make the situation a little bit worse. <laughs> it's amazing how people gather around pain and kind of sympathize and kind of feed each other's pain. And, and uh, I know that um, a good friend of ours, Pastor Tom Rawls, he has these, um, uh, what are those people that wear black all the, emos, emo is a, he's probably used to be, uh, emos are, is a sort of group, group of people that just like being depressed, right, it's kind of a, and they, and they go on, depression is a thing that they take together with them, there's a sort of a darkness and a, and a sort of a real sorrow around all of them. And only one of them has to have a terrible day, which isn't difficult. And then all of them are going to just be completely upset and, and just get into them. Tom has loads of these emos in his church. His church is the happiest church you'll ever find in there, <laughs> down in Norwich. And, and it's just a phenomenal church. But you've got all these emos that come along and, and somehow find just a little bit of hope in the midst of all their sorrow. And... Uh, and they have this, and it, it, this is what this burial site was like for this girl. But Jesus walks in, you see, they thought it was over, but it wasn't. Yeah. When they thought it was all done, they, I mean, once you got to the point of death, there's no hope after that, right? Yeah. But what they thought was over wasn't over. And you see, here are the, here are the disciples, and some of the disciples have gone to the grave to sorrow at the graveside. They thought it was over, and so they were going to weep at the graveside of Jesus, and they were going to cry there, but they, they came prepared for death, not realizing that they were going to witness life. Yeah. 
But here's the thing. Even if you come with the wrong mindset, if you're in the right place, you can receive the right answer. Some people pull away from the house of God because they get into the wrong mindset. Think that if I'm in the wrong mind, if I've got a wrong mindset, then I can't go to church. But if you don't go to church, you never get the right answer. (laughs) The house of God is where hope is given, where encouragement is made, where opportunity for shift and change takes place. When you spend time ruminating your own sorrow, that you'll find no hope. How many of you know that's true? When you find yourself trying to stirring in, you know, how many of you know that when you can't find an answer, you need to find someone who has an answer. Otherwise, your life is, is over. Yeah. You, you have to find someone who can encourage you. Yeah. You find someone, you've got to be in the right place to get the right answer. And so here were the disciples, here were Mary, and they thought it was over. But here's the thing, in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 24 says this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. See, angel says to Mary, why are you seeking the living among the dead? The point is, they weren't seeking the living. They were seeking the dead. They'd come with the wrong mindset, but they were in the right place. And here's the amazing thing. That hope rose before them. See, hope rises before we do. His mercies begin each morning. Fresh mercies begin each morning. How many of you found this? You go to bed at night with a perplexing problem, you wake in the morning with a different mindset. There are some things you just can't resolve in the evening time. The the disciples, they came and they, they, they go to bed at night in sorrow. They rise in sorrow, but they find that hope has risen before them. You understand in the midst of all of those things which you feel have finished, hope has risen before you. His mercies have risen before you were able to get your sleepy feet off the mattress and onto the floor. Before you're able to shake from yourself the very essence of sleep and and wonder and just like what is going to happen today. The very essence of all of those decisions, mercy rose before you to show that where there is death, there is always life. You know... When Jesus rose from the dead, hope rose with him. So that when everything of value dies, that we consider dies, then we know that if those things have died, then greater hope shall rise afterward. When the things which you considered important have finished, then greater things shall arise in its place. We've got these, um, we have these plants in a, in a pot in our, um, in our back garden. We've got one of, the, just a collection of these old Belfast sinks and with, filled with sort of plants that we've acquired over the years. And we had this, we had these two plants. One of them I can never remember. Cheryl loves them. What are they called, Cheryl? No, not your lupins. 
Yeah. <laughs> Lupins are wild. They're crazy. Um, no, no, the, the pretty ones that you like, the ones your favourite plant, Cheryl, come and help me up. A peony, right? A peony. We had peonies and we had something <laughs> called black lace. And it was nothing to do with Cheryl. And uh, anyway, so... And, so we've got black lace in the garden and it's a plant, it grows, it's, uh, it's very attractive. And uh, so the, we've got this black lace and this peony and these pot, they had both outgrown the pot. And Cheryl was saying, look, I, I'm not convinced the peony is going to survive. They don't like being messed about with, but we have to get them out because they're going to die anyway. And so we dug them out. And we left the, put the peony back in the pot to have the pot to itself. And we put the black lace in the, in the garden itself and created its own little space. And over the springtime, we kept coming back to the peony and to the black lace. And we saw nothing but death. <laughs> Just nothing. And Cheryl was going, oh, I think we've killed them. I think we've killed them. And we looked at their, their little stubby plants, that are the, the, the dry kind of roots that they'd left behind, the, the stalks. And we looked at them and there was no hope of a bud. There was nothing coming out of them that looked like there was going to be life. And then as we went out, yes, on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, we're walking around and suddenly we look, the, the stalks themselves of previous years remain as dead as they always were. But new stalks have risen up and both plants are alive. Yeah. See, where you think something has died... It hasn't died, it's, it's, it's coming back to life. You've got to understand that, that the kingdom of God is a time of seed time and harvest, that a seed has to die in the ground, it has to be buried for it to come back and bring forth something new. The Bible says, um, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 2 to 4, it says this, Because of our faith, Christ was brought has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confidence, hope of salvation. Now, this is an amazing verse. It's a verse which we all kind of read and we go, yes, that's true. But the reality is you all hate that verse. (laughs) You all hate the verse. I know you do. Because none of us rejoice in in pain and suffering unless there's something seriously wrong with you. (laughs) We do rejoice when we run into problems Are you seriously bonkers? What do you do? Do you really? But here's the thing. What what Paul is writing in Romans is he's going, we understand that when we run into death, that in the process of death, in that there's endurance, in that there is um, a development of strength and character, and character strengthens our confident hope of Salvation. Well, those are all the things that happen under the soil. Endurance. There is an enduring under the soil. That's the enduring is what happens on the Saturday between the Friday and the Sunday. What happens is that we we want Jesus to come out the grave on the Saturday morning, but but he has to endure to win the victory. In death that he may raise on Sunday. We want to get him up on the Saturday. We want to get up 
the, the, we want the thing to raise to life. We, we, we looked at those plants all winter, looking at them, thinking they look pretty dead to me. <laughs> but it wasn't their season to rise. If we had stopped fiddling with them, they surely would have died because they had to be in the ground. You've got to understand there are seasons in our life where things have to be in the ground. You've got to go through sometimes a heartache. You've got to go through it. And in the being of the ground is the endurance and the strength of character. But the strength of character is the ability to push through again and find the hope of salvation, which is the kernel of that seed just pushing through and just beginning to find the light as it rises in the springtime. That that is what Christ has done for us. See, hope rises in the morning. Let me finish with this. This is what I was reading this morning. It wasn't part of my. It wasn't part of my scripture, uh, part of my message. But I added it in afterwards because I was reading this in my in my quiet time this morning, and it just really hit me. It says Romans one chapter three concerning His Son Jesus Christ. Our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. Concerning our son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. So it speaks about the journey of Jesus Christ. Born of the flesh. Born a natural man. Born fully man. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So we find that we have this Savior, Jesus, who lived a life as a natural man, but in His death, He proved His eternal deity, that He is the Son of God, by rising in power, We've got to understand that if Christ has risen, then all that we consider dead will rise too. All that we yield to Him rises with Him. There is a hope in your life. There are many deaths that we experience in life. There are many sorrows in our heart, many different heartaches, many times of endurance. And when you're going through endurance, you're simply spending time under the soil, awaiting the moment to rise above. But Jesus was a man of the flesh who was buried. And the evidence that he was fully man and fully God pure and kingly is that in power he took victory over sin and death and he rose again see hope rose before everyone else while the world slumbered on that Easter morning hope rose first His mercies rise new every morning. His mercy over your life rises new every morning. His mercies rise over your day. His mercies rise. And so there will be many times in our lives where we think hope 
is lost. All hope has gone. But where there has been hope and we've experienced the death of it, it is surely the evidence that we will experience the resurrection of it. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.